Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to just take a few minutes this morning and share with you uh, from the Gospel of Matthew about Palm Sunday. Uh, we celebrate Palm Sunday today. Really, today is just a, uh, a kickoff to uh, Holy Week. And, and i got a message, I believe, that's going to bring encouragement to all of, you, all of us today here. And I'm calling it, Welcome King Jesus. Welcome King Jesus. Now, if you go back and look in your Bibles, the, the, the uh, Palm Sunday, and I'll explain more, is really found recorded in all four Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. There must be something special about that uh, first Palm Sunday for it to be mentioned in all four Gospels. And, and the truth is that first Palm Sunday was the beginning of the week that changed everything. That's, that's why we're here today. Amen. And that first Palm Sunday uh, led into that final week, that final week where uh, we know from uh, studying the scriptures that Jesus was betrayed. Uh, You remember who betrayed him? Yeah. So Judas betrayed Jesus, and Jesus was arrested, uh, falsely accused, and then he was uh, beaten, and then eventually he was crucified on the cross. And then on that Easter Sunday, he was resurrected from the dead. Amen. And we know that that final week there that I'm going to be sharing with you from the Scriptures, we know it as Holy Week, or some may call it the, the Passion Week, but uh, we're going to see more about that today here. And uh, Palm Sunday is the event that's recorded in the Bible where Jesus uh, just uh, triumphantly rides into uh, Jerusalem. You remember what he rode in Jerusalem on? All right, we got some Bible scholars here. He rode in on a donkey. Come on, this is welcome King Jesus, and you mean to tell me that we're going to welcome King Jesus, and he's going to ride into Jerusalem the final week there, and he's going to ride in on a donkey? I was looking at some things this past week, and I was uh, uh, studying some things when I was uh, thinking about this passage here and some of the uh, big parades that have happened throughout history and uh, you see those things happening on TV sometimes. There's these royal parades, and, and you see them coming through with carriages, and they have the white horses and, and uh, just a beautiful ceremony going on. And then you kind of turn and you go to some uh, military parades, and you think of some of those uh, like with China and uh, other places, and, and they come in, and they got masses of armies, and, and they're riding not on a uh, white stallion, but they're on tanks and things like that, but not King Jesus. He rode in Jerusalem on a donkey, rode in on a donkey. And that's what we find here in the Gospel of Matthew as Jesus goes into Jerusalem on that last day, that last week of his life here on this earth before he was to be crucified and then resurrected and ascend back to heaven. If you have your Bibles, open up to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21, Verses 1 through 11. Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. 
The Gospel of Matthew says this right here. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And the disciples went and did just did as Jesus had instructed them. Don't you all know that's a good word right there? The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches, there were palm branches, from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that, that went ahead of him, those that followed, they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Father, I pray the blessing over your word right now. God, just an anointing over this time together. God, whatever it is that you want to work out and do, God, I pray for it to be done for your glory. God, have your way in this time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Matthew here, he lets us know that a very large crowd has gathered. Why have they gathered? Well, when you look through the Gospels and study the Palm Sunday, you'll know they gathered because there was the Passover celebration. And John said that they gathered in crowds because the crowds heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And so the people, they went out to meet Jesus, and the Bible says that they, they spread their, their cloaks on the road, and some cut uh, palm tree branches, and they placed them on the pathway where Jesus would enter, and they shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, they shouted. Now think about that for a minute. Three years, over three years while Jesus was doing ministry here on the earth, he was performing miracles. And you remember reading it in the scriptures, I'm sure, where Jesus would do things and he would ask that individual not to, not to go say anything. For over three years, Jesus went around and would never allow anybody to call him king. He was never looking for to win a popularity contest. He was never looking to gain followers and fanfare. He was just going about doing the will of the Father. And that's what he was doing. And during that time while he was uh, ministering on this earth, he never allowed anybody to call him king. But now, this final week, just before he was to be crucified and to be resurrected from the dead, Jesus allows the crowds of people to declare him as king. He allows the people to publicly declare his kingship. And Matthew records that here, and we find some very powerful truth that we can apply to our life here out of uh, this message uh, from Matthew about Palm Sunday. Let me just show you the first thing here that we can see. That King Jesus was anticipated. King Jesus was anticipated. 
hundreds of years before Jesus made that triumphant entry into Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, the prophet Zechariah, hundreds of years before that prophet Zechariah, he anticipated that this event would happen. In fact, Matthew, he highlights this and refers to it in what I just read to you when he, when he quotes Zechariah, the prophet, and he says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold or see, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah said, see, your king comes to you. He was, he was anticipating the coming king, the Lord Jesus Christ. King Jesus was anticipated. In the Old Testament, you can see not only Zechariah, but other prophets, they anticipated Jesus was the coming king. You can look through the scriptures in the Old Testament, and you can see that Jesus was anticipated the eternal king, the supreme king, the king of righteousness, the king of Zion, the king of glory. And you see that anticipation all through the Old Testament, and then it transitions right over into the New Testament. You remember uh, the Christmas story, right? And the wise men, do you remember when they showed up there where King Herod was at, and they were asking, uh, we are looking, and where is the one who was born king of the Jews? Jesus was born king. He was king of the Jews, and then Paul said this right here. He said this about Jesus, that he must, excuse me, he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Pilate did this. You remember when Jesus was crucified, he hung a sign over the cross. And what did it say? King of the Jews. Amen. And John said this about Jesus when he was anticipating the coming king. He said that on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and give him praise today. King Jesus was anticipated. This wasn't just any man that was coming into Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. This was the king of glory. This was the king of kings. That word king, uh, we all know if you were to study that word, it means the one who is able. He's able. Aren't you thankful this morning that King Jesus is able? He's able, friend. Whatever you're walking through this morning, he's able. And that's the good news. I thought about this, that, that prophetic anticipation that those prophets had in the Old Testament. Guess what? It's a reality for all of us now. It's a reality for all of us in this place today that King Jesus is able. Guess what he's able to do? He's able to save sinners. Hallelujah. He's able to heal sick bodies. Hallelujah. He's able to feed the hungry. He's able to calm the storm. He's able to comfort the brokenhearted. He's able to give hope to the hopeless. He's able to set the captives free. He's able to raise the dead. He's King Jesus and he's able. Hallelujah. That first Palm Sunday, I tell you, those crowds that are gathered there and they're gathered with great anticipation. Can you imagine the excitement in their hearts? And, and, and the reason why they've gathered with great anticipation is because they believe that with Jesus, all things are possible. They were gathered with great anticipation because they believe that nothing is too hard for the Lord. And, and my heart is today, friend, and for all of us, may we gather and prepare our hearts Listen, I know it's going to be a busy week, but can we just slow down?
And can we just uh, appreciate and give thanks for the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's not take it for granted. I know it's familiar to us in the passage, but listen, may there just be a fresh work in our own hearts right now to know what Jesus Christ has done for every one of us in here today and that we would have a great anticipation in our own life knowing and believing that Jesus is the one who's able to do far above what we could ever ask or imagine. Whatever it is that you're walking through today, whatever it is that you're dealing with today, I pray that the Holy Spirit will put a great anticipation in your heart that you would look forward to what God is able to do in your life. Come on, friend. Whatever you're walking in and whatever you're walking through, walk with a great anticipation, believing that God is able. He's able. Not only is King Jesus uh, anticipated, but King Jesus was applauded. Applauded. Now that word applaud, it means to express praise. It means to express praise. We applaud. We express praise. And, and crowds had gathered on that Palm Sunday with, with palm branches and coats. And they were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And, and they said, Hosanna in the highest. You know what they were doing? They were applauding King Jesus. They were, they were expressing praise to King Jesus. They were shouting, Hosanna. Won't you try it right now? One, two, three. Shout Hosanna. One, two, three. Hosanna. Hosanna. And they were shouting Hosanna. And that word means to, to help. It means like a very present help. Don't you know the word of God says that he's our God who is our very present help in times of trouble. And Hosanna means help now. And we can shout Hosanna just like those crowds shouted Hosanna because King Jesus knows. We know that he can can save us now. He can help us now. And it could be that you've walked in here this morning. And I don't know exactly what you and your family may be going through, but it could be that you need a a now work in your life. You need a now work. You you may need a a miracle now. You may need a, a breakthrough now. You may need some encouragement now. You may need some joy now. You may need some peace now. You may need some strength now. I'm just telling you right now that God we serve, he's a now God. He'll come right now and he'll help you. You might have walked in this morning and you need the Lord to save your soul right now. You, you already know that you're, you're not saved and you're not on your way to heaven and there's no relationship and you know that you need the Lord to save your soul right now. You need forgiveness of sin right now. You, you need the Lord to help your family right now. You need him to save your marriage right now. You need him to deliver your loved one from addiction right now. You need him to save your job and, or give you a job right now. You need him to help you pay a light bill right now. You need, him, you need him to heal your body now. You might be here and you need some wisdom now. You need some hope now. You need some peace now. Listen, whatever it is that you got going on in your life, you need to be encouraged today and shout Hosanna that he's a God that can help you now. I love thinking about those people in the crowd. If you just read the scriptures and try to put yourself there, in that crowd that was shouting, shouting Hosanna, shouting Hosanna, you know why they were shouting Hosanna? Because those people that had gathered around that road there and were putting their coats out there on that passageway and they were spreading those palm branches, you know why they were there praising and applauding Jesus? Because he had done a now work in their life. He had done a now work in their life. And 
They had been touched and transformed by the power of God working in their life. And they had gathered and they were expressing praise. They were applauding. They were expressing praise for all that Jesus had done in their life. And the question is this morning, when is the last time you expressed to Jesus praise for all he's done in your life? When is the last time you applauded Jesus for all he's done in your life? Well, I don't need to really applaud him. He knows how. No, when is the last time you said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. Thank you for touching me and, and, and helping me right now. Hallelujah. This crowd here, they were praising Jesus, and, and Jesus hadn't even been to the cross yet. They were praising Jesus, and he hadn't even been resurrected yet. And we're on the other side. We know that Jesus has been crucified. We know that uh, he died for our sins. We know that he's been resurrected. We know that he ascended back into heaven. And we know he's coming back one day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to be in that crowd, don't you? I want to be in that crowd. They sound like fun to me. They're applauding. They're praising. They're not walking around like this. They're on fire. They're giving God glory. They're applauding Him and praising Him. You know what? It's okay to express praise to Jesus. Lord, help me. There's another group that was there on the road that day. And you know what? They weren't applauding Jesus. They were assaulting Jesus. They resisted Jesus instead of praising him. And if you look in the Gospel of Luke, and Luke's recording of the Palm Sunday, you'll read about some religious folks that were there, these religious leaders of that day, and, and they shouted out to Jesus. But they weren't shouting out thanks, and they were not shouting out praise. They told him, they were shouting out and said, you know what, Jesus, do you hear? Do you hear what these people are saying about you? You need to silence these crowds. Silence these crowds who are praising you and who are applauding you. And you know what? We have that same group. We have that same group that was there then trying to force Christians to be silent today. That that same antichrist spirit that was then and that first Palm Sunday is moving across the nation today on the Palm Sunday today, resisting Jesus Christ as king. Crowds of people uh, at work trying to silence the church. And I just want to take just a few minutes to encourage every one of you here. Can I encourage you to refuse to be silent? Refuse to be silent. It's time for the church to, to lovingly stand up and to lovingly speak up in love and declare that Jesus Christ is king. Hallelujah. Can we do that as a church? That we would lovingly speak up and stand up and declare that Jesus Christ is king. Because here's the truth. There's coming a day, friend, and the Bible says when everyone, everyone, when they're going to bow their knee and they're going to confess with their tongue that Jesus Christ, he's Lord and king. Hallelujah. Everyone. Everyone. The Supreme Court justices, guess what? Every knee is going to bow one day and they're going to declare Jesus Christ as Lord and King. Hollywood will bow. Politicians will bow. Every president, Congress, Senate, they're all going to bow. Hallelujah. Amen. 
World leaders are going to bow. Guess what? There's going to be a day when Putin's going to bow. Every atheist, every agnostic, every, Lord help me, every liberal college professor, guess what? They're going to bow. They're going to bow. Everyone will bow because Jesus is the King of Kings. And I love, I love how Jesus responded. I love it. Jesus said, you know what? Let me just tell you fellas something here. He says, if, if, I, if these people here that are praising me now, if they were to stop praising me, he said, you see these rocks around here, they're going to begin to cry out and they're going to praise me. And I declare right now, listen, I declare to all of you here today on this Palm Sunday that no rock is going to have to cry out for Pastor Jeff. No rock is going to cry out for Pastor Jeff. No matter how bad things get here on this earth, no matter how messed up things may get, there's no rock going to cry out in my place. No one or nothing will keep me from praising my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let that be your prayer. Let that be your testimony. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to applaud him. I'm going to express praise for all that he's done in my life. I'm going to thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. I'm going to thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. I'm going to thank you, Jesus, for touching me and turning my life around. I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to give him praise. Hallelujah. For all he's done in my life. And you know what? I'm going to get happy about it too. Come on. Are you happy for what Jesus has done in your life? Lord, help us, Jesus. Let's get happy about it. King Jesus is anticipated. King Jesus is applauded. And let me just finish here and tell you that King Jesus is above all. He's above all. When you read in one of the gospel accounts of the Palm Sunday, it says that when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, it says that he was the center of it all. He was the center of it all. That's a good word right there. Is he the center of it all in your life? And you know why he's the center of it all? It wasn't about the people who had been touched by Jesus. It wasn't about religion. It was about focusing in on the one who was above all. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's above all. What does that mean? Above all means that he is sovereign and in control. You might have walked through the doors this morning and you feel like you're in a whirlwind. And you think about what's going on in world events and in your personal life and it just kind of seems like to uh, just overwhelm you. Let me just tell you, friend, Jesus is not overwhelmed today. He's above all. He's above all. He's sovereign in control. He's king of the universe. He's king of Israel. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. The Bible says he's the king that has no equal. We sing a song here that he has no rival. He is the greatest king. He is the only king that will never be defeated. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of love. He's the king of grace. He's the king who was all powerful. He's king over death. He's king over the grave. He's the king over every situation and every circumstance in your life. He is king of Above all, hallelujah. And the question this morning is, the question this morning, is he your king? Is he, is he your king? He, he might be your mama's king or your, your daddy's king or grandma's king or grandpa's king, but is he your king? Is he your king? Have you crowned Jesus 
king over your life? Is he king over your home? Is he king over your marriage? Is he king over your finances? Is he king over your business? Is he king over your relationships? Listen, if he's king, that means that you have fully surrendered to him. And now he rules and reigns your life. Is he king? If he's king, he's going to be number one in your life. He's not down there on the list tied with everything else, fourth and third and second place. No, if he's king of your life, he's number one in your life. He's above all. He's the one that rules and reigns above all. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come, brother, thank you. I hope and pray he's a, above all in your life. I hope you've crowned him king over your life. I want to tell you this right here as we get ready to close, that Jesus is the king who conquers, but he does not conquer by invading. How does Jesus conquer? He he conquers by inviting you. He's never going to force himself on you. He's never going to force his will into your life. He's never going to invade your place and, and try to take over. All he's going to do is going, he's going to invite you. It's an invitation. And the Bible clearly tells us that we see many times where Jesus gives an invitation, come, 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 come. And then we see in Revelation, he's standing at the door and he's knocking and it's an invitation for us to come and open the door so he can come in and we can have fellowship with him. And the question is, what will you decide to do today? What decision will you make in your life today? Will you make the decision that Jesus will be king over your life? I thought about this. What a a tragedy it would be that you come in here on this Palm Sunday and you hear the gospel of who Jesus Christ is and knowing that he is the one that forgives sin He's the only way to heaven. What a tragedy it would be that you hear the good news and you never give your life to Jesus. You never give your life to Jesus. You sit here, you sit here, you hear it. We were singing it, we declare it, we preach it. And now there's a time for an invitation and he's speaking to you by his Holy Spirit. What a tragedy it would be For people to walk out the doors and never make Jesus king over their life. He's inviting you. He's inviting you right now. And the question is, how will you respond? Let me just tell you this. And I'm saying this with all the love and compassion and urgency. And if you're here this morning and you're lost, and friend, what does it mean to be lost? Well, I know I'm at mine all if I'm not lost. No, let me tell you what it means to be lost. Spiritually, it means that you've never had your sins forgiven. You've never put your trust in Jesus Christ. You've never repented of sin. You've never put your faith in him to be your Savior and Lord, and you're lost spiritually. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. 
And if you're here this morning and you're lost, you're lost, here's the response. You need to repent of your sin and do what John said. And you need to, you need to receive Jesus Christ and you need to believe in him so you can have the right to become a child of God. Friend, I, listen, I'm telling you. Every time I get to an altar call, my mind, I tell you, it just plays back funeral after funeral after funeral. We think we got all the time in the world, and we think we got so much ahead of us when the Bible says there's no promise for tomorrow. I'm pleading with you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you don't have the promise and the assurance to know that heaven is in your future, I'm pleading with you right now to do what the Gospel of John says and that you would receive Jesus. Repent of your sin right now. Believe in His name. He's the King of salvation. He's the King of mercy. He's the King of grace. He's the King of forgiveness. Let me encourage you. I don't care what you've done or how far sin has carried you, friend. Listen to me. He can wash you with the blood and cleanse you and set you free. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Pastor, you're talking to me. I came today and you're talking to me. I hear your voice. And I know Jesus loves me. And I know he died for me. And I know he was raised back to life. And he conquered death and the grave and he conquered hell. And right now, I want to I wanna put my trust in Him. I want to put my faith in Him. I want to be saved. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you pray for me? If you've walked in this morning, nobody looking around, and you want me to pray for you right now and just lead you in a prayer so you can be saved, would you just kind of boldly right now lift your hand up so I could see it? Boldly hold your hand up where I can see it. Come on, would you obey the Lord? God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. You can put your hand down. Come on. Just a few more seconds. I'm going to boldly raise my hand and say I need to be saved. I want heaven to be in my future. I want that assurance that I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Come on. Just a few more seconds. Would you raise your hand boldly if that's you and you want me to pray for you? Those that lifted your hand. Right there where you are, can you just begin to pray? And just admit to the Lord. It's as easy as ABC. Just admit. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit I have sinned. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I believe right now, I believe. Jesus, you died in my place. You took the wrath and the punishment that I deserved. You are the, I believe you're the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And you took my sin past, present, and future upon yourself on that cross. You did it for me. And I believe right now. I believe you died for me. And Lord, I believe you were raised back to life. I believe you conquered death. 
And Lord, because you live, I believe I will live forever too. I believe that heaven is in my future. And I have that assurance right now. And by faith, I confess, I confess you to be my Lord. Whoever raised your hand, or even if you didn't raise your hand, just just confess, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's my King. Come on, confess it to him right now. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my King. By faith, I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing me, cleansing me, giving me new life. Lord, I have a peace right now that I've never had before. Because I have peace with you. Now I have the peace of God in my life. And I thank you. Come on. Thank him right there where you are. Just thank him for that peace. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for forgiveness. Thank him for mercy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to ask everyone to stand with me, please. Here's what I want us to do. There was one response a while ago for those that were lost, that they would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But there's a second response that needs to take place right now. And if you're saved this morning and you're on your way to heaven, you know what your response needs to be? It needs to be a response of anticipation and applause. You, you, you need to be walking around in your life, and you need to be walking around with a, a holy anticipation that God's going to do something in you and through you. You need to walk around with a holy applause that no matter what I'm walking through or no matter what I'm going through, no matter how shaky and, and dark things may get, I can still applause the Lord and express praise to Him. Hallelujah! And it could be today that you need the Lord to do a now work in your life. How many of you walked in this morning and you need a now work? You need a now work. Come on, you need a now work. I need, I need the Lord to do something now. Maybe you need some now peace or some now wisdom or some now joy or some now guidance. Whatever it is that you've walked in with today and you need God to help you right now, I'm going to ask every believer to step out and come to the altar, whoever you are, no matter who you are. If you have a situation going on in your life right now, you need God to do a now work in your family, maybe your marriage, maybe your workplace, maybe at school, uh, maybe with a loved one. Come on, if you got a situation going on right now, I want you to come and let us pray for you. Would you step out as Pastor Kevin begins to sing? Thank you. Thank you. I need prayer warriors to come and let's pray, please. Can we lift our hands up one more last time? Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the King of glory. We thank you that you're able, God. We thank you, God, that we can walk with an anticipation in our life, God, knowing that you're able to do all things. So, God, we leave out of here today, God, with a, God, just an applause, God, giving you glory, God, expressing praise to you. I pray, God, and thank you for the ones that have made commitments to you today, Christ. God, I thank you right now. God, I thank you, God. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Yes, God. God, I pray and believe, God, everyone that stepped out and come forward to this altar and even the ones that did not that were praying, I pray, God, that you would just do a now work in their life, God, a now work, God. 
God, I thank you, Lord, that you're faithful. And we give you all honor and give you all glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. Come on, let's give them an applause right now. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, the altar is open for anyone who needs prayer. You be blessed. Have a wonderful afternoon. Be in prayer for our services this week. Find somebody to encourage before you leave today and let them know you're glad to see them here in God's house.